Did I just waste $275,000? Yes, that is a very real question that I recently asked myself, but you're probably like, okay, that's a huge number, girl, like what the heck are you talking about? So let me back up a little bit. Okay, first things first, I'm a pretty new mom which honestly still feels very weird to say, but I'm a new mom. My baby Jaden, he is affectionately known as Jay, Bubby, Firefly. I don't know if he'll ever really know that his real name is Jaden because we call him a million other nicknames, but he was born in January of this year, 2023. So he just turned five months old, which is bizarre. So I've been a mom for five whole months So when I shared on social media that I'd had Jay, one of the first questions that I received, and I received this question actually multiple times, it was, how am I planning to juggle work and being a mom? And the answer was, I had no idea. I thought to myself, well, I love working in early intervention, and my career as an OT does offer, you know, this really perfect kind of balance of flexibility and autonomy, and I'm still able to make a decent enough income to pay off my loans. But the truth was, I wasn't sure I wanted to go back to practicing because a not so tiny part of me wanted to actually stay at home and kind of just hang out with my baby all day. Now, that being said, another part of me felt like by choosing not to go back to work, I would essentially be wasting all the money I spent on my degree. And by now, (laughs) you know that I am working with a whole entire house loan. So as a female-dominated profession, as OTs, I couldn't help but to wonder, am I the only one struggling with this? I know there's a lot of us OT mamas out here, and the more I talk to some of you, the less alone I felt with just that feeling of being really torn between what I wanted to do. So after months of praying and talking to my husband and my therapist, our accountant, family, friends, I mean, so many people, I finally made the decision, and I made it for myself. I mean, I had, you know, opinions and advice, but I finally made the decision to pause my career as an OT and stay at home full time with my baby. So today on the show, I'm talking about how I made peace with that decision, but more importantly, how I've allowed myself to step back without feeling like I'm wasting my degree and therefore I'm wasting my money, which is why at the beginning of the episode, I said I was asking myself, am I wasting $275,000? If you're a new mama or a soon-to-be mama and you're feeling torn about whether you want to continue practicing, then this is the episode for you. They say money makes the world go round, but when it comes to navigating the financial side of adulting, they kind of left us hanging. If you've ever caught yourself saying, why the heck didn't we learn any of this in school, then friend, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Miracle Money Podcast a space dedicated to having the real, open, and honest conversations about money and finance that we never had in school, but we should have. I'm your host, Amira Kondali. I'm a pediatric occupational therapist turned personal finance enthusiast, and I'm here to help you manage your money with less stress, more joy, and a whole lot of confidence. Let's jump in. 
The first time someone asked me what my plans were about returning to work post-baby, the truth is that the thought of returning to work made me feel really sad. And the more I thought about it, the sadder I felt. And eventually, the sadness just turned into me having really zero interest in going back to work anytime soon. But at first I thought something was wrong with me. You know, one of the things I was so worried about when I found out I was pregnant is I, I never wanted to lose that sense of me, that sense of who is Amira and what does she enjoy and, you know, my identity. So when I didn't have that desire to go back to work, I felt like there was something wrong. Why don't I want to go back to the career I love, the career I worked years towards, the career I went into massive, massive, massive (laughs) debt for, the career that truly felt like my calling and my passion and what God put me on this earth to do. I struggled with the fact that, like I said, that desire seemed to just leave me. I felt like I was losing this big, really big part of my identity. I mean, who am I? Who who am I as Amira if not a pediatric OT? How am I going to feel with this very big, very, very big part of my life gone? I wrestled with it. I prayed really hard about it. Like I said, I talked to very important people in my life, like my husband and my therapist <laughs> over and over. And I was so torn. I was really just so torn until finally and thankfully I felt peace with it. So I really want to just take the time to share a few things with you, like how my mindset shifted so that I could make peace with the decision, the steps I took to financially prepare to stay home, and finally some of the sacrifices that my husband and I made so that This could work for our family because this was a really big decision and it didn't go without acknowledging that there were going to be some sacrifices that we had to make. So like I said, there really had to be this big kind of mindset shift in the beginning. And one of the things that was holding me back was kind of feeling like all the knowledge that I had, I mean, I guess that I had accumulated, you know, over the years and working towards becoming an OT will kind of just go out of the door, which sounds really silly. But I I think the reason that I felt that way is because we hear so often, use it or lose it, right? Like use the skills, use the knowledge, use your brain, or you lose it. So I guess like that was in the back of my mind. And I was like, oh my gosh, like if I'm not practicing, I'm not using my skills, then I'm going to lose the skills, But I realized that was honestly the furthest thing from the truth. I mean, okay, so quick, I guess, background on myself because my background really is super baby heavy. I mean, like all things baby is is pretty extensive. So I'm knowledgeable and I I don't mean to sound like I'm bragging by any means. This is just so that you kind of know where I'm coming from. But I'm knowledgeable in a lot of areas related to early childhood development and child psychology. I was a nanny. I was a certified newborn care specialist. I managed a child care center at a gym. 
During OT school, I spent time in the NICU. I had a clinical at Texas Children's Hospital. I did my doctoral research at Seattle Children's Hospital. And then, of course, being a big sister to my two younger siblings. So even just like listing all of that out, (laughs) I'm like, wow, Amira, you really are like the all things baby kind of person. And it's so true. So, I mean, in a way, I guess it's like I was almost preparing for motherhood like without even knowing it. I mean, I kind of always knew that eventually, you know, you meet the right person and you get married, you have a kid. Like that was kind of the trajectory that I was going for anyways. But you never know, right? You never know. So, but looking back, I'm like, wow, I was actually preparing for motherhood without, you know, like intentionally trying to prepare. So when I think about just all of the experience that I have with kids of all ages, I realize that I have this permanent kind of OT lens or therapist brain, sometimes we call it. And I truly believe that it has only served to make me a better mommy because everything that I just listed, like all of this experience, has really helped me with my own baby. Now, I will say in a way, it's kind of like even though you have this experience, it is so different when you have your own child. Like I can tell another family like xyz things to do with their baby and then sometimes I'm hanging out with Bubby and I'm like what are we gonna do today like it's just so different when you have your own child but at the core of it at the root of knowing how to nurture and to raise a baby I have that experience and it came from all of the things that I did to prepare myself for being an OT. So that's like one of the really big things that I had to remind myself of. And then I think once, you know, he was here and I was like actually, you know, I say hanging out with him all day, but obviously we're doing other things. But, you know, when I'm spending time with him all day long and I'm using so much of the knowledge and the experience and the resources from being an OT and I'm like seeing that in practice, I'm like, okay, this is not a use it or lose it kind of situation because I am using it. I am using what I know as an OT in motherhood and it's so much more like practical and applicable and just like real when you're doing it with your own child. So that's definitely one of the ways that my mindset shifted. Like I said, just so that I can make peace with staying home, like I had to realize, okay, the knowledge is not just going out of the door I very much am using it in practice. Now, Mozzie and I, Mozzie is my husband, (laughs) Mozzie and I had so many conversations prior to making this decision. And one of the things that we talked about obviously was that feeling of me feeling like, okay, I'm wasting my degree or I'm wasting the money. And, you know, he said something that I just really appreciate, (laughs) but he said, when you chase your dreams or you chase what you're passionate about, it's never a waste of anything because time is the only thing that you never get back. And he said that to me so many times. Time is the only thing you can never get back. He always says that. And I think he just really reminded me that I'm not wasting anything because I'm pursuing motherhood and I'm pursuing trying to be the best mommy that I can be for my baby. And even if I never, and I'm not going to like 
say this is true, but I'm just saying like for this, <laughs> even if I never practice again, I don't think that the time spent earning that degree and practicing because I did practice for a few years be- before I took a step back. But I, I don't think I'll ever feel, or I know, I know that I'll never feel like that time was wasted because I enjoyed it, right? I'm a huge believer in our lives operate in seasons. And I feel like I had my season to be an OT and to touch the lives of the families and the kids that I worked with in early intervention. And now is my season to pour into myself as a new mom in this role and the season to pour into my baby and the season to pour just into the family that we're creating together and this is this is like not I'm not wasting time you know just because I'm not practicing as an OT this time this season in my life is not being wasted because I'm chasing after what is really lighting me up and what's bringing me joy and what's filling my cup and that's being a mom like oh gosh not to get sappy and emotional but (laughs) I love being a mommy I really and truly do so I had to just realize that I'm chasing after like I said something new in this season of my life and it's not a waste I'm not wasting my degree I didn't waste the money like because it's true time is the only thing you can't get back and I can't believe my baby just turned five months old yesterday like it's like I said earlier it's just so bizarre how fast you know time flies and in talking to other OT mamas who made the decision to stay home they honestly all echoed the same sentiment and were like listen this time in your baby's life goes by so fast before you know it if you want to get back into OT you absolutely can But this time goes by so fast and I, I'm just witnessing it, (laughs) witnessing it every single day as he gets bigger and as he does more and as he just continues to grow and develop. So that's, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm chasing after motherhood and I'm giving it all I've got right now. And so it's not, I'm not wasting, I'm not wasting anything, but I'm gaining, I'm honestly gaining so, so much by pouring into this season of my life. And lastly, I mean, I guess I kind of already hinted at it, but one of the things that helped me make peace with stepping back right now is knowing that OT is amazing, right? I think we can all agree. (laughs) OT is amazing. It's an amazing profession. And one of the reasons it is, is because I know that it's right there waiting for me when and if I decide to go back. But I did have to accept that it might be years before I practice again you know I don't know for sure but it might be years it could be years before I practice again in a clinical setting but it'll be there right it'll be there and like I said these moments and his little life will go by so so fast and I'll blink and you know my kid will be I don't know starting kindergarten and then I'll blink again and he'll be going to prom and then I'll blink again and then like I don't know he'll be graduating from college like it just really does go by so fast so these moments are are just so fleeting but OT is just such a flexible career path and honestly like this makes me so happy that I chose this career because even if I have you know a five maybe even 10 year I don't know gap on my resume it'll be fine at least probably it'll probably be fine (laughs) I'm pretty sure it'll be fine and you know OT is not going anywhere but like I said um 
puppy's life is going fast and I just want to be able to be there and be, you know, fully present in the moment. So like I said, I I really did have to shift my mindset before I even like talked about the financial implications or anything like that. That was the part that I think held me back the most was being just nervous to make the jump because mentally, right? It was like a mental battle within myself. And so anyways, those are some of the things that helped me, some of the ways that I just kind of reframe my thinking and shifted my mind and what allowed me to, like I said, be fully at peace with this decision. Now, this next part is all of, I guess, the steps that we took to financially prepare for me to stay at home because we went from being a two-income household to now a one-income household and we definitely felt that to some degree. So it was a conversation and my advice, you know, if you're considering becoming a stay-at-home mama is that you have to be open to that conversation and knowing that it'll probably be more than just one conversation. Like I said, Mazi and I ended up talking I mean, I don't even know how many conversations we had about it, but we had a lot of conversations about it, mostly because I was so back and forth. And honestly, even in the beginning, he was like, I just want you to do what makes you happy. So whatever makes you happy, we will make it work. Whether it's you want to go back, we got to figure out childcare, you want to stay home, we got to figure out the money part of it, like whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy, and then let's figure it out. So you really have to have that conversation with you know, your partner, if obviously if applicable to your situation, because your partner does have to be on board and supportive. You know, I, I, this wouldn't have been a decision that I would have made without like talking to him or without just us agreeing on certain things, because moving forward, you just want to like have, like I said, the support of your partner. So knowing that it's going to be a conversation and I'd be fibbing if I said that we weren't just a little bit worried at first and not because, you know, we thought, oh my gosh, we weren't going to be able to pay our bills or anything like that, but just sad that like some of our financial goals were going to have to be put on hold. And so knowing too that there is a level of worry to be expected that I think, you know, we can say is normal, but we did feel a lot better after like talking through the worries and the fears that we had and coming up with a plan to really face them. And like I said before, knowing that like worst case scenario, OT is thankfully the type of job that it'll be there like if you want it or if you need it. So we had a lot of peace of mind remembering that worst case scenario, like we really can't do this anymore and I can go ahead, I, I can go out and get a job and like I shouldn't have, you know, too much trouble getting one. That being said, let's talk about some of the specific steps that we took and that I would advise anyone, you know, trying to make this decision to take. So number one, absolutely, was addressing the student loans. So Mazi and I both have pretty significant student loans. His were roughly around 200K. And like I said, mine's were roughly 275. So we have a lot of student loan debt collectively. Like, oh my gosh, we're like, what is it? Like almost half a million dollars of student loan debt. Like, (laughs) I'm so glad that now I can talk about this stuff without completely crying because this was not always the case, friends. But anyways, I digress. So the first thing we had to figure out is, okay, what is the minimum required on both of our balances so that it doesn't increase? Of course, 
at the time, we didn't know what was going on if payments were going to restart. Now we know that payments are restarting, but this either way, like this is what we were going to do. So we figured out what is the balance or what is the minimum on our balances that we have to pay to just keep the needle where it is, which I've, you know, used that phrase before, not even like decreasing it, you know, expeditiously or anything like that, but just so that the balance doesn't increase, what is that number? And then we figured out, okay, how can we either save that much per month? So where can we cut back our expenses or how can hubs make that much more per month? And that was going to be key so that we knew that no matter what our student loans wouldn't be, you know, ballooning. Now, thankfully we figured out that we were in the position where Mozzie could continue to rapidly pay his off which he's right now pretty aggressively actually paying his down I will I'll share that another time maybe but he is doing really really well I'm super proud of him with how much he is knocked his balance down okay and then I have already given my update so I'm not even going to get into all of that if you don't know check out episode one and two and that is where I share more about my student loan balance and where I'm at now so we wanted to make sure like I said that no matter what our student loans were going to be covered We also had to kind of come to terms with understanding that this would significantly delay our payoff plan by like several years. With me not working and having money to put towards the loans, now Mozzie's income was going to have to continue to aggressively pay his off, but also start to help me out with mine, which before I was using my income to pay off my loans. And then we were using his income for his loans and like all of the other living expenses. So By me choosing to stay home, now he kind of has that extra weight. So I feel like I talked way too much about that. But (laughs) the loans were like the most important thing. So and realizing that like our debt, like I said, payoff plan was going to be impacted. But for us, it was a thousand percent worth it. Like no questions asked. The other thing that we had to think about was, is it possible to just live off one income? Now, this part is important, so I'm going to say it, but Mozzie does bring in more money than I do. If you don't know, he is a certified registered nurse anesthetist, also called a CRNA. They are pretty high earners. They're actually like the highest earners within the nursing profession. He does bring in more money. And I'm saying that because it really does matter because if, you know, the roles were reversed and I was the one earning more the conversation might have looked a little differently because that may have been a a bigger hit than it was but because he has always been the one who earned more in our marriage it wasn't too big of a hit if that makes sense we also had to just identify is it possible to just live off you know one income specifically his income which again for us it was the higher income so it it made it a little bit easier We also had to just kind of zero in on living like way below our means, adjusting our expenses. We had to talk to our CPA, which is our accountant, and we talked to them about like saving on taxes. We had to talk about, are we okay with Mozzie picking up more work and being away from home more? And I'll talk about more. I'll talk more about that in a second. And we also, one of the big things is we sat down with a financial planner and we wanted to really reevaluate and you know, discuss delaying some of our goals like buying a house, paying off our student loans, retiring early, like all of that. And I guess for another episode, I can give you more of like the exactly what we decided and like what our goals look like and all that good stuff. But for now, I'm just kind of giving you like an outline of what what those conversations look like. That being said, if 
this is what your heart desires, I truly believe you can make it work. Like I said, in our situation, Mozzie earned more, so it was a little bit less of a hit. But even if you as the OT earn more in you know your partnership, in your marriage, you can still make it work, but it's definitely not without sacrifices, which is my next point. So it's not easy, right? It's not easy delaying our financial goals and being in debt even longer, (laughs) postponing buying a house indefinitely, especially, gosh, in this market, knowing an earlier retirement is off the table. That's not easy. Like, that's not easy stuff. But the decision to stay home with Jay was full of concern, like I said earlier, It was full of sacrifices and ultimately just this acceptance that we were going to have to adjust our life and know that it would look a little different. But like I said, it's a decision that honestly we'd make a million times over (laughs) because for us, it's worth it. It's really worth it. And this is, I guess, kind of the fun part because this is where I'm going to give a pretty big life update that I haven't shared anywhere else. So my podcast family, you are in for a treat. So like I said earlier, one of the things we had to talk about is, are we okay with Mozzie working more and picking up more shifts to make up for the dip in income? And the bottom line is that in the beginning, he had to work more so that I could work less. And because I was was working not at all, right? Like I'm not working at all, not even just work less, but I'm not working at all. He was picking up, you know, the slack. He was working probably 60 hours a week at this point this is like the newborn kind of you know when we made this decision initially so jay was only you know a couple weeks couple months old in the beginning and he was working a lot he was gone sometimes for 24 hours at a time for 36 hours at a time so the nature of his job is that he has to sometimes be on call which means maybe he's not in a surgery you know doing the anesthesia like at that time but he has to just be in the hospital he was gone you know like I said he'd have to do a 24-hour shift and then have to do his 12-hour shift the next day he would be working like into the evening sometimes he would work like a 7 a.m to 11 p.m shift he'd have to work weekends it was it was a lot of working (laughs) it was a lot of working but again it was so that I could stay home and we had to just have a conversation like is this really sustainable for our family? Like, I don't want to go back to work, but at the same time, this just isn't working. I'm exhausted. I should add, we have no family (laughs) in Arizona. Thankfully, my mom would fly from North Carolina and help us out, but we don't have family here. And it was just really hard on both of us. So we went through a period that was very rough. I mean, we were just super, super exhausted. We felt like neither of us was getting a break. And yes, you know, our our financially, we were in a good, healthy place, even though we had the dip with my income. But we had to think about how sustainable this really is. That being said, we made a pretty big life adjustment slash sacrifice. And I'm excited to tell you what it is so I am like not good you'll learn at like building up suspense so I'm just going to tell you we moved (laughs) we ended up moving and the reason we moved is because Mozzie decided to start 
traveling. They're called locums. We know it as travel therapy, but in the CRNA world, it's called locums. And it's essentially like travel therapy, but for their profession. We started thinking about travel positions and we're in Arizona right now but initially we were thinking about going to like South Carolina like all these different places and the reason is because he could work way less hours and be home more but he could get paid more like the hourly rates were just so much higher than what he was earning at his positions out here and for us that meant he can be home more but we don't have to pay, take a pay cut and honestly like we're not we were not in the position to afford to take a pay cut to have him home more so we went back and forth about it obviously like lots of prayer <laughs> lots of talking to lots of different people and we finally made the leap about a month ago we actually moved and we moved about 3 hours from where we were living in Arizona I typically don't share exactly (laughs) location stuff because hashtag security and safety. But so we moved about three hours from where we were living in Arizona and it is a small town, very small town, very different from where we were living. And I'll have to talk about that adjustment and that transition another time, but it's been about a month and we are settling in well and he's home so much more. And it's just so amazing because, and I know this is a section about sacrifices. I'm going to tell you in a second, there were some sacrifices, but he is home so much more and we haven't had to take a pay cut. And now he's working like 40 hours a week, no uh, weekends, no call shifts. He even had like Memorial Day off, which he never has holidays off. So (laughs) that was really exciting. So we moved. Big thing is we moved. But the sacrifice comes in that we moved with, Uh, he was four months at the time we moved with a four-month-old and we essentially like uprooted ourselves from the community and our comfort zone and the normalcy that we had where we were living in Arizona and that was hard that was really really hard that transition you know I'm still in my fresh in this postpartum period and it was hard like those first few days first you know week or so was really hard. There were a lot of downs. There were a lot of tears. There were a lot of, oh my gosh, was this the right decision? Because it really was a pretty huge sacrifice for us to, like I said, just have to kind of almost like restart. Like, And that's really how it felt because Jay and I, we had our routine, like we had our activities that we did, you know, we go to music class and story time and our postpartum support group and we had our friends and and everything was just so familiar. But we made this decision because like I said, we couldn't afford to take a pay cut. We couldn't afford for Mozzie to stop working the way that he was working out here. And we needed to do something that was going to be more sustainable long term. We are officially like a nomad family (laughs) living out of an Airbnb. And there's really like, I mean, there's so many pros and cons, right? I mean, this is technically in the sacrifice section, yes, because it was a big sacrifice. Like, I can't say that enough. But it also comes with a lot of perks and advantages um, in this position, in this position that we're in now. So, you know, we're getting to live in a new place. The weather is so much better. We can be outside. Like there's mountains around us. Like we, we really do love it. And the community has been very welcoming, very friendly. I can't say enough nice things. And so 
thankfully, you know, it's worked out. And the biggest thing too is that housing is actually covered through the contract, which if you're familiar with travel therapy, then you probably already know how that works. So the housing is covered. And so we are actually getting rid of our old place. We're putting all of our stuff into storage. So we'll be able to really be saving a lot more money even in rent. So it worked out. It definitely worked out in the end. But like when we were talking about it, you know, it was just one of those things where it's like, is this really what we're going to do right now? Like we're going to move, we're going to leave everything and everyone, like our family, I mean, not our family, cause we don't have family out here, but our friends who honestly feel like family, our church family, like all of that, are we really going to give that up? And the answer is yes. That was really the big sacrifice that we made. And then like, in addition, I think I've already said, you know, cutting back expenses and, you know, having to do less of the experiences that we joy we enjoy. So we love like concerts and but when we go to concerts, we like to sit up close and like get the really good seats and you know, we like to travel and so we've had to cut some of those things out. But like I said before, the sacrifices that we've made have been a thousand percent worth it and we are just embracing this new experience. And although it's a sacrifice, we're really treating it as a blessing because we're getting so much out of it. I mean, it's like I said, it's been hard, this transition, but we're getting so much out of it. And so we're trying to just like, I mean, I don't know, I guess the theme for this episode is just to be at peace with the decisions that we're making and and knowing that we're doing it to benefit our family and to be the best mommy and daddy that we can be to our baby. You know what's funny? I never saw myself as a stay-at-home mom, but Something changes when you look into the eyes of a tiny little human being that you created, that you birthed, that you nourished, and everything totally changes. I've talked to moms who did have to go back to work, and they express that sometimes they don't even like their careers, whether it's OT or other careers, they don't even like it as much now you know, that they've had to go back after having a baby. And if you're in the same boat, I want you to know that you and the resentment possibly that you feel towards your career isn't abnormal. I mean, of course, you miss your baby, right? Our little besties, I call them our little besties. They're with us for nine months straight. And within six, maybe 12 weeks, you're expected to leave and return to work. It's not easy. The balance is difficult, but I want you to know that you're doing what you need to do for your baby. And one day they'll grow up and they'll appreciate those sacrifices that you made, just like I've done with my own mom. Just getting very personal here, my mom, when I was younger, at some point she had to work, you know, two to three jobs. And sometimes she was a single mommy and she did it with me. And I look back at that and I just, I love and appreciate her so much for the sacrifices that she made for me. So I just want to talk to mamas who maybe do have to go back to work for, you know, whatever reason. And I want to tell you to just hang in there and to cherish the special moments that you do have. I'm now in my most important OT position ever. (laughs) It may not be paid in money, but it is paid in snuggles and smiles and a little drool, but hey, I'll take it. I think for me, the more time that I spent with Bubby, 
which is a lot, (laughs) the more that I really do fall more and more in love with him. And I want to be here to cherish all the moments, big, small, and everything in between, even the hard ones, because there will be hard ones. There have been hard ones. But now that I've accepted it, I have this new excitement about motherhood. And don't get me wrong, this job is quite possibly harder than anything I have ever done as an OT. Actually, I'm not even going to say quite possibly, definitively. It is harder than anything I have ever done in my experience as an OT, but I'm ready. I'm ready for it and I'm doing it. And I've acknowledged that my purpose has changed. My calling has shifted. My heart, mind, soul, body, job is 100% now in mommy mode. And I can't wait to share more of this beautiful new season of life that I'm in. To my fellow OT mamas, whatever decision you make, just know you're making the right one for you, your baby, and your family. Whether practicing or not, we are all superheroes. And don't you forget it. Hey friend, before you go, there's a few things I want to remind you about. Make sure you're subscribed to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you heard, please take a few moments to leave a review. They seriously make my heart happy. Lastly, don't forget to check the show notes for additional resources, links, and maybe even some freebies. All right, that's all I've got. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I'll catch you in the next one. And as always, don't forget to make it a marvelous day.